Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the show. Today's show is titled, For the Teens, How to Be a Leader in Today's World. I'm going to be talking to teens in this show. If you are a parent, grandparent, foster parent, aunt, uncle, coach, teacher, or leader, this show is for you. Share this episode with the teens that you know. Stop, click, press send, and send it to the teens that you know right now. This episode is going to be encouraging for teens. I would also encourage you parents and leaders to listen to it as well. Last week's Monday episode was, Is Your Emotional Teen Driving You Crazy? I addressed the parents and the guardians in this episode. And Thursday, we had a very powerful guest, Dr. M.B. Bush, where she shared her testimony of being free from low self-esteem, drug and alcohol addiction, and bulimia. Make sure to go back and check these shows out. Well, teens, I'm sure that you hear it. Oh my gosh, it must be so hard being a teen right now. I am so glad that I don't have to be a teen right now with all the phones and social media. We didn't have all that technology back when I was in school. I have heard the stress of teens these days is the same level as the stress of a man in his 50s back in 1970. People say that this seems annoying, but it is actually true. Teens have a lot of stress these days. Just because something is true doesn't mean it helps to hear it. How does it help you when an adult says, I'm glad that I'm not a teen today? Honestly, I don't think it helps. You need adults to be compassionate and meet you where you're at and encourage you, spend time with you, and let you be you and not always tell you what to do. Yes, you need advice, but you need to also be yourself. Today, I'm going to speak life to you. I'm going to break the molds of mental health and worldly stuff and shake up what God intends for you. The Holy Spirit, I ask that you come right now. Be with every single listener, especially the adolescents and the teens that were sent this by loved ones that they know. I pray for their eyes to see what you want them to see and their ears to hear what you want them to hear. I pray that you prepare the soil of their heart to receive your perfect truth and not anything from me. This is about you, God, and you get all the glory. I pray for each listener to gain wisdom, boldness, and courage from this show. I pray that they can walk more fully in the destiny and purpose you have over their life. Allow me to speak everything that you intend for them. Bless my mouth, and I declare that what comes from me is for the benefit of the teens. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Teens are some of the most passionate, creative, and intense people I know. I absolutely love you guys. You are our future leaders, whether you want to be or not. You know how when God calls someone to lead, you don't have a choice in what he says. If you say no to God, he's going to find the next person who says yes. But here's the deal. He will wait for you. God will never get up on you. He will always wait. You are smart. You guys recognize fake. If someone isn't authentic, you see it and you sense it. I'm not going to try to use current teen words to try to be cool and fit in. I'm going to just be me. 
Some of the words might be words that I picked up from I was a teen or being around teens that I don't remember. I honestly don't care. I am just going to be me because I want you to be yourself as well. Some of you don't actually know how to do that. A little secret to being you is listening to what Jesus says about you and the you that comes out from that. I will end the show with giving you 10 tips on how to be a leader in today's world as a teen. And I also will pray for you. I want to break down some things that show up and can slow you down from this. I own a mental health practice. In this practice, we teach a skills group for adolescents and teens. In these groups, the skills that we teach are for emotion regulation, effectiveness with other people, tolerating stress, and slowing down to make more wise and mindful decisions. Biologically, teens are going through a lot in your body. We are all a body, soul, and a spirit. When your body is going through all sorts of things and hormones are all over the place, your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, gets a little messed up. Guess what? God designed us this way and it's beautiful. (laughs) Embrace the change and welcome the hormones. We thank you, Lord, for the beautiful way that you made teenage bodies. We thank you that we get to grow more like you and have so many changes in our body. Help us to walk more like you and hear from you, Lord. I want to tell you that your body is beautiful just the way that it is. Anybody who has said that that's not true, any social media pictures you've seen or things that your friends have said or people that you don't know but their acquaintances, they're not true. What God says about you is true even if you don't feel it. Feelings is where things can get messed up. In these skills that we teach, we talk about the left and the right brain. Our left brain is more rational and detailed and our right brain is more creative and emotional. We need both sides of our brain to operate, but it seems like as a teen, we operate from our right brain more. This is where our emotions are all over the place. What we teach in these groups is that we need to use both. So that means that let's say right now I am freaking out. I'm super emotional about something. I need to take a break. I'm going to listen to some music before I make any rash decisions or send a text. That's a wise decision. Yep, I'm emotional. Yep, I'm really struggling. And I'm going to not make a decision yet until these emotions can shift a little. As I move through my big emotions, I will not be going on social media. So you guys, you need to understand your emotions. Don't let them take hold of you and control you. They are there. They're going to come and go. It is science. It's the way that we're made. We have to feel them and we have to allow ourselves to move through the emotions. One way that we can do this is creativity. Journaling, writing, singing, playing music, listening to music, activities so you can walk, you can paint. Even sports is really good or acting and just being in something. Whatever you sense that you need to do. This is where it's important to identify what you need to do. Reaching out to people on social media or Snapchatting will not move your emotions. It will just give you a quick sense of satisfaction that you'll need to do it again later and again and again. This is kind of like an addiction. We have to remember that Jesus was a feeler. In Matthew 9, 36, it says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. This sounds like many people in high school and middle school. Matthew 20, 34, Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Again, middle school and high school, we're a little bit blind. We don't totally know everything. Our brain isn't developed yet. There's a lot of things that you're smart about, but 
emotionally, it feels kind of hard sometimes and you feel a little bit out of control in certain moments. Jesus wants to touch your eyes. He wants to touch your ears and he wants to show you that when you follow him, he's going to show you the way to go. He's going to show you how your emotions can move. What God says about you is bigger than your emotions. We need to remember the full gospel is legit. It's no joke. It is powerful. Honestly, I didn't really realize the full power of it until a few years ago. As a teen, I did not really understand it, even though I believed it. I had a friend who invited me to this awesome church where I remember them doing an altar call. I remember everyone was crying and people are talking in these different languages and I didn't understand it. And I went to the front of the church and I gave my life to Jesus. If you forgot what the gospel was, it's okay. People describe it differently. It said Jesus died on the cross for your sins and the sins that were done to you. Every negative thought, every lie, every bad experience goes on the cross and is dead. As I'm sharing this with you, I want you to picture all of the stuff that you're dealing with right now to go on the cross. I want you to see the school stress, the work stress, any sports or activities that you're in, any family issues, friend issues, decisions that you have to make, negative thoughts you have about yourself or judgments about other people. Just see it going on the cross. I want you to just take some time, allow every single one of these things. If it's helpful for you, picture it being nailed, almost like either it's on a piece of paper or you can see it literally being nailed. And just take each thing and put it up on the cross. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your grace of taking these things. Any judgments you have about even this activity, that's okay. Just Put that on the cross. <laughs> Just take a chance and step into this. What do you have to lose? Give it a shot. So when you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, all of this junk is gone. It's going. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking this. Yeah, just let him take it. Let it go. So in three days from him being on the cross, Jesus rose from the dead. And as he rose from the dead, he's now seated in the throne room with Father God. And guess what? so are you. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. You have the same authority that Jesus has, the same that I have, the same that your parents have. There is no junior Holy Spirit. God can speak to you. God can give you dreams and visions. Tell him that you want them. Tell them that you want to hear from him. Tell him that you want to be his mighty vessel. It starts with acceptance. So the gospel starts with this place of acceptance that you are enough and accepted just as you are. Even if, let's say you, you feel like you're a mess and you're not doing something right per someone else's standards. But according to Jesus, you are accepted just as you are. And from that place of acceptance, it moves into your identity in Christ. You are a son or a daughter adopted into the kingdom of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then from that identity, you know who you are and whose you are. From this flows a desire to want to do God's work, bringing people into the kingdom, loving on your friends and family, wanting to read the word, being in worship. It starts with acceptance. You can't get to all the doing and the stuff if you don't know that you're enough just as you are. And if you think you're not enough, it's hard to get to want to read the Word of God. This identity that we have is that we are in victory. 
1 John 5, 4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. So we operate from heaven to earth. Like I said before about where you're seated, Ephesians 2, 6 says this, And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, this doesn't say for adults. (laughs) This says for children and teens. It does not matter your age. I say all these wonderful things, and some of you might be wondering, well, I don't feel like I'm in victory. Here's why. If some of you don't feel like you're free, it comes from some of these things. Lies that we believe, feelings that come from these lies, sins that come from us, sins that come from others onto us, other people speaking over us, and messages we get from society and culture. This is what I explained about the body, soul, and spirit. When lies come into our soul, our mind, will, and our emotions, we're not going to feel free. At the end, I want to pray for you, and I want to break off these lies. You can do this for yourself. You just need to recognize when they show up and be like, oh, there's Mr. Lie. I see you trying to come in and tell me that I'm no good. You say, nope, you get out. I'm not hanging out with you. That's the power and authority that you have. So I want to end with giving you 10 tips on how you can operate as a leader in today's world. And if any of you are having struggles with your parents, I would encourage you to listen to the episode that I did last Monday where I talked to the parents about teens. I think it's good for you to understand what I'm talking to them about and how I talk about how they need to do their own work and they need to work on validation and hearing you instead of teaching, teaching, teaching. They also need to step back and allow you to be yourself before moving into that teaching. The first thing that I have here is how you can be a leader as a teen. Number one is stay off your phone as much as you can. Only go on it if you really need to. There is research that the same chemicals that are released from drugs are released when you get a message or a comment on your phone. So essentially, it's an addiction. Just like you don't want to do drugs, you don't really want a phone addiction. Phone in itself are are actually not bad. They're quite wonderful. But the phone addiction is. I don't need to go back to don't do drugs and don't drink alcohol. I I think that you know that's not good for you and that you know that's not something that you want to do. If there is some struggle with addiction for you with this, go back to your identity in Christ. Go back to that place where I said where you're accepted just the way that you are. When we're accepted just the way that we are and we know that God loves us, we're not needing to do these additive things to feel good. And this is actually why we will go to addictions is because we're not knowing who we are. So I want to remind you of that and why I have that in the episode is that who you are is enough. God's presence is what we need. Go back to that identity, who you are, so that you're not needing to have the release of the phone addiction. Number two is use self-soothing or distract skills. I'm teaching you this when there's a stressful situation. Know what skills can work for you. You want to be able to know how to find your groove when things get difficult. Self-soothing skills are the ones that access your five senses. So what you see, what you smell, what you hear, what you taste, and what you touch. Some things could be lighting a candle, essential oils, music, drinking a smoothie, ice cream, pictures of loved ones, hot showers, swimming pools, sports. Think of things that you can do to get yourself activated outside of the stress. It shifts your mind from the problem and into something else. I'd even suggest having things that you can have at school, if that's even allowed, like fidgets or a calming stress toy. The key is finding what works for you. I know when we do our groups, we have an activity where we have the kids think of something mildly distressing, like on a scale of four, 
um, from zero to 10. And then we have them think about that. Where do you feel it in your body and notice it? And then we give them a really sour warhead. <laughs> do you know what they are? They're super, super sour. And if you know what they are, you're probably noticing that sourness right now in your mouth, even if you don't have one. It's a great way though to distract yourself out of something that's really bothering you. And then it allows the Holy Spirit to come in and then shift things to remind you about who you truly are. Remember, emotions do not stay high forever. Number three is learn how to pray daily and be in the word of God. This is a practice I wish I would have learned as a teen. I want you to see this as valuable as breathing. And the reason why it's important is because this impacts the flow of your emotions. So if you're reading the word of God, the truth of who you are gets into you. So when something difficult happens, you will be more at peace than if you weren't. In the show notes for Charisma, I'm going to leave a couple book recommendations. One is Neil T. Anderson bondage breakers. And then he also has one on identity. So those are a couple good books. And then Joyce Meyer has a battlefield of the mind for teens. Number four, take care of your body. Do the basics. The first thing I would say is get enough sleep. A lot of teens will, oh, I'm going to stay up till two in the morning because I'm texting someone and this sounds so fun at the time. But then you wake up the next day and you're struggling to focus. Science, teens need to get at least 10 hours sleep a night. Make sure to drink water. You want to eat healthy food and get some exercise. I know also some teens will just eat cookies and chips for lunch and it's just no big deal. I know you're not an adult and you're kind of like, I just don't really care about these things. The reason why I'm saying this is because of how your emotions will be impacted. When you are attending to taking care of the basics of your body, you will actually have a better mood. You will be happier. You will be more joyful. You'll be able to do better at school. You'll do better in sports. Number five is find someone you can talk to. This can be an adult, like an aunt, uncle, counselor, pastor, teacher, coach, or neighbor. It could literally be just like a mentor type person who guides you. Needs to be somebody beside your parents and someone who will give you godly advice, not someone who will tell you what you want to hear or give you whatever you want. If you have struggle with mental health issues, I would suggest a counselor. Number six is quit trying to fit in. The Bible says that you are in the world, but not of the world. John 15, 16 says that you did not choose me, but I chose you. So God is looking for brave laid down teens to be on fire for him. The world needs you. Your friends need you to just be Jesus to them. Your school does, your sports teams, or whatever clubs you are a part of. Number seven is find a passion and walk in it. I say this because I know that sometimes when we get addicted to our phones, that's all you care about and that's your passion. I want you to find something that you are interested in. So whether this is painting or music or writing or singing, any sort of sport that you find an excellence in, uh, maybe it's ceramics or some other sort of art, find something that there's a passion that can grow within you and even just ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that you see that I'm good at? Think about what other people have said that they see that you're happy doing and spend time in that. Number eight, worship the Lord. You can do this alone or with friends or at church. Spending time in worship will get all the worries and the stresses out. 
So this could be with music. It could be even just going on a walk outside or even playing an instrument yourself. Number nine is attend a church or youth group. You need to be around like-minded friends. Keep in mind that you might be the leader even in this group. Don't allow where other kids are at to try to bring you down. Be the thermostat, not the thermometer. This means that you bring the joy of the Lord. If you see friends who are struggling, pray with them and love on them. Number 10, start something. Start a small group, worship night, prayer group, revival night, or Bible study, whatever it is. If no one creates something, nothing happens. Teens are hungry and they want to know God's real goodness, not the religious striving to be perfect God, the real Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in you so that you can actually hear the Lord. Start something in your basement, rent a room at a church or at school. It does not need to be big. As you continue to honor the Lord through what you do, more people will hear about it and will get curious. So thank you so much for giving me an ear and taking the time to listen to this message. I want to end with praying for you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for this opportunity to bless your chosen young ones. In 1 Timothy 4.12, you state that we are to not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. These are your leaders, Lord. I pray for the teens listening right now and for their friends. I say to all mental health symptoms to go in Jesus' name. All depression, anxiety, trauma, eating disorders, addictions, suicidal thoughts, go right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I speak to the lies that have come from bullying, arguments, disagreements, or bad experiences to be broken in Jesus' name. I break the lies that you aren't pretty enough, handsome enough, smart enough, skinny enough, good enough in Jesus' name. I break the lie that whatever you experienced was your fault in Jesus' name. I speak to you that you are pretty, you are handsome, you are smart, your body is beautiful just the way that it is, you are good enough, and it was not your fault. I break off all trauma done to you and I speak healing over your body and your soul. Any embarrassment that you've experienced because of your own curiosity, I pray healing over that right now in Jesus' name. God forgives you and he doesn't care that you are curious. Maybe you got in trouble. Maybe there's shame attached to that and I just break that off right now in Jesus' name. God is not a God of shame and he wants you to be in a place of peace and love. Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh baptism of love, peace, and joy right now. Fill them up where the lies and symptoms were. Replace what the enemy wanted to use for evil with good. I pray for a strength to be bold and mighty as a leader in today's world. I pray for opportunities for jobs, schools, connections, friendships, healthy family relationships. I pray for a sound mind for small groups and in-home churches, worship nights, and I pray for a prosperous future. I declare that you are accepted and you are a mighty child of God. You are a bold, brave leader who is meant to stand out. I thank you, Lord, for your precious teens, that you love them with an everlasting love. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I honor each one of you and the courage you each have. 
please make sure to share this with your friends and have them listen to this as well. You are so loved. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.